Blog Talk Radio. This is Stephanie Rule, your NHA podcast host, and I'd like to welcome you to our October 2019 podcast. Our topic for this month is living with intention, Alzheimer's disease, caring, caregiving through the lens of NHA. This episode is part of our podcast series that's been dedicated to living with intention by being NHA during challenging life situations. Subscribe to our NHA podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio so you can receive notifications about new episodes every month. You can find the Children's Success Foundation on social media by searching CSF is Greatness. You can explore our website, www.childrensuccessfoundation.com, to find a trainer near you. Or if you're ready to notch up your understanding of NHA to even deeper levels, you can register for our upcoming Certification Training Intensive, or CTI, in Tucson this January. Registration is now open on our website. I am excited to introduce my guest for today's show. I have an incredibly dedicated Nurtured Heart Approach Advanced Trainer here with me today who was actually able to present on this topic at our um, NHA Global Summit this summer, and her name is Debbie Newman. In 2009, Debbie became a certified NHA trainer and in 2013, she became an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart. Since 2012, Debbie has been working with, as a counselor for a nonprofit organization located in Quebec. Their mission is to prevent the physical and emotional exhaustion of the caregivers responsible for an elderly loved one. Through one-on-one counseling, psychosocial education, and workshops, Debbie has been guiding family caregivers to transform their experience. She uses the Nurtured Heart approach and her monthly support groups to help families cope with caring for a loved one, especially those touched by Alzheimer's. Caregiving without exhaustion, end-of-life care, end care, and grief support counseling are some of the workshops that Debbie presently facilitates. With specialized training in the field of caregiving relationships, the Nurtured, the nurtured Heart Approach, and her skills as an ADHD life coach, Debbie supports caregivers to prevent burnout, regain by vitality, and restore joy in their lives. These trainings have been, have been proven monumental in helping her support caregivers. However, it is her personal life experiences that allow her to speak from the heart about parenting, caregiving, and grief. The cancer diagnosis and death of her common-law partner left her alone to reinvent life and single-parent their two teenage boys into adulthood. This was followed by the decline and loss of her mother to dementia while supporting her father who struggled as a caregiver in the face of exhaustion. With her combined trainings and life experiences, Debbie confidently guides caregivers and as a result, their dependence through challenging challenges with true understanding and empathy so they both regain hope and dignity in their relationships. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Oh, uh, thank you so much, and I'm so honored and humbled by the invitation and also your insightfulness to see the greatness within me. And, uh, oh. yeah, I'm honored to well, uh, share my story. I'm honored that, you're, that you accepted the invitation. Um, I think this is, this is a topic that we haven't covered um, in any of our podcasts before, and um, I think that using the Nurtured Heart Approach – 
with caregiving for the elderly, especially, like you said, with um, those with Alzheimer's, is so important. And there's so many people out there who are doing this, who are being the caregivers and are um, just, it, it, it's, it's, they're struggling. It's hard. It's hard in every possible way, emotionally, mentally, physically. So I, I, it's a blessing that you're here with us today to uh, share a little bit of your, your own ex- work experience as well as your personal experience um, in this area. So let's, let's dive in and let's get to the heart of this discussion. Um, I don't want to waste any time because I know how quickly our podcasts go by. Uh, so knowing that you presented this at our global summit last summer, and um, I just know that so many of our listeners did not have the opportunity or get the opportunity to go to our global summit and would love to hear about how, how you infused NHA into the caregiving experience. So why don't you, um, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about what you do, Debbie? So what I do is I work for the nonprofit organization, and my mandate is to support family caregivers through their journey to prevent mental, emotional, and, a phys- and physical exhaustion. And um, c- caregiving is not an easy journey. We don't always prepare for it. Rarely do we prepare for it mm-hmm. because we don't know when it's going to fall upon us. So I encourage uh, the people in my community to uh, seek out our services before they actually need it. Um, And this way they know the resources that are available to them before they need it. And uh, because once exhaustion um, kicks in, uh, it's harder to prepare yourself and make yourself available. And what happens is this is a journey that uh, proves to be um, stressful because we don't know what's going to unfold, especially when it comes to caring for a loved one who has Alzheimer's. Um, Alzheimer's um, has many challenges. There's a lot of loss not only in autonomy, but for the caregiver, they're losing slowly the person that they knew. So mm-hmm. each time they lose another element of that person, they're going through a grief. Mm-hmm. So we offer all these services to help the caregiver go through all the different challenges. So we give um, for our organization, uh, we offer workshops that you named before. One of them is caregiving without exhaustion, which goes through all the different uh, phases that we face as a caregiver. Uh, what our motivation is, realizing our needs, um, understanding our rights, our limits, we need to make choices. Uh, we need to uh, go through different changes. So it's about handling all that. It's also about handling how to deal with family members to make sure you have everyone on board. And um, besides that workshop, I also give one-on-one support where I 
could um, offer them stress management and also journey with the caregiver uh, through these different uh, phases and chapters um, that they face and uh, make them aware of different resources. And understanding your resources in your community is vital to your journey because you can't do this alone. It mm-hmm. gets difficult. So the 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 more help you could get, the better. Um, besides that, we run monthly support groups, and um, which. Uh, is very empowering. It gives a platform for the caregivers to either vent or learn some new techniques, and that's where I bring in the nurtured heart approach. I could really hone in and, um, you know, share the three stands of the nurtured heart approach with them. Uh, We also have a support group for uh, men because men have a different way of um, accepting help. So what we Mm -hmm. do is once a month we go out just for a casual lunch. No topic, nothing. And they tend to share within between themselves, which is very Mm -hmm. empowering to watch. And it gives them a break. Uh, some other services that we offer is respite. We have a respite, two respite centers where the loved one comes so that the caregiver could have a day off. And we have at-home respite where we work with our social services to offer the caregiver um, at-home services. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's very uh, it's priceless, you know. It it gives right. the opportunity for the caregiver to rest, and to know that their loved one who is in loss of autonomy is not alone. Mm. So those are our services, and mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the presentation that I um, gave at the global summit this past summer, which I was really um, grateful to have that opportunity, Mm. I look at how we could implement and use the nurtured heart approach and the three stands in our caregiving situation. Yes. And and I always start with uh, stand three, absolutely clear and uh, consistent Rules, mm-hmm. but um, when it comes to children, it's it's pretty straightforward that rules are no running, no hitting, uh, no screaming. But when it comes to caregivers, where do those rules fall? Yeah. How do we develop them? That's a great where, question. Who, who who are the rules for? Is it for my loved one? Is it for me? So mm-hmm. what what I what I do is I I introduce the caregivers to creating rules for themselves and these rules are based on our basic needs 
our values and our limits. And when we are clear on those for ourselves, then we could put healthy boundaries to keep us safe Mm. and keep us from getting exhausted because there's going to be so many uh, decisions to take through the changes that are we're going to face in our on our journey and um often there's a lot of caregivers that are not fulfilling their basic needs and just our basic needs of a good night's sleep and uh drinking uh enough water and eating properly um are not taken care of when you're taking care of someone with Alzheimer's, often they wake up in the middle of the night and we have to be attentive to them. So it's frequent that caregivers don't get a good night's sleep. And that's vital Gosh. for our health. <clears throat> Absolutely. Very vital. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing um, so that was... I, I have a question about that, Debbie. Um, yes. you, said, you said, you know, that they're creating these clear, you guide them to create their clear, clear rules for themselves to meet their basic needs, um, like such as the good night's sleep, getting a good night's sleep. But how, how do they navigate around that if, if they can't get a good night's sleep? What would that look like? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, resources. You can't not do this alone. Mm. And it's to find out who in your entourage, who in your circle of uh, friends, family, community resources, churches, whatever, who could help you. Mm-hmm. That's so important to to know that before. Right. Because if so if that's not sounds like it's all part of stand three. Like that knowing what you're creating your basic rules uh, your rules for to meet your basic needs. And then, you know, another the next level of that is um knowing uh setting your clear your clear boundaries and limits around what else can you do if your basic needs are not being met? How else can you reach that? So that's where your what you just said comes in with the resources, knowing what your resources are, who your people are that you can connect with to reach out to for support when your basic needs are not being met, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. um, my uh, my mom who had dementia, um, my father, he had resources when it came to his well-being, like a support group. Um, he was also had resources where he could bring my mom to a day center. But when it came to at home, um, that wasn't possible to bring someone into the house. And mm. she often woke up during the night. And it was hard for him to get a good night's sleep because he was always on alert. And when you're always on uh, a survival mode, which often happens to caregivers, um, we have uh, a surplus of adrenaline or cortisol, cortisol in our system, which tells our system that we need to be alert. And it's the cortisol that really 
makes our um, health decline. So mm. I can't stress more than to be prepared and know your resources so you're mm. not doing this alone. Right. So Yeah. So when we understand what our needs are, our basic needs, uh, we could see which ones we are fulfilling and which ones are missing and to navigate that and make sure we don't miss them and fulfill mm-hmm. them. And in in this way, when we understand our needs, we could understand our values from there. And um, values are important too. And sometimes we can't fulfill our values. Uh, a value could be uh, wanting to um, accommodate your loved one so that they could stay home as long as possible. But does that also uh, go hand in hand with your your needs and your limits? It might exceed your limits. So we we have to make choices that are difficult. So having a clear view on our needs and our capacities helps us stand by our limits so we could put healthy boundaries. And this will help us make choices when the choices get difficult. Mm, And what I really love about this series, this topic, Living with Intention, uh, we have to remember to keep our intention close to our heart. Mm. But at the same time, um, let go of how it's going to unfold. Mm. So we want the best for our loved ones. But the best, we don't always know how it's going to unfold and what's going to happen. Because caregivers cannot take care of a loved one before they take fully care of themselves. So that's why I love Stand 3 when it comes to understanding the rules to live by. Because the consequence becomes deterioration in our health. Right. And there's a a little saying that I coined, uh, whatever resides within resonates out. So you Mm. want to take care of yourself so you could take care of your loved one with the best Mm -hmm. of your ability. And sometimes it, it, it means saying no. So when we yeah. when we take care of ourselves, we leave room for magic to appear in our lives. When we're saying no to a situation, we're saying yes to ourselves. Mm, and when beautiful. we say yes to ourselves, we're empowering ourselves and we're taking care of ourselves. Right. And the better we take care of ourselves, the better we take care of others. Exactly. And that sounds a lot like you're leading right into your stand two piece, where stand two comes in. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me more about that. Stand two. And how, yeah, uh, how does that work? 
yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, with our situation, when we could really um, recognize it for what it is in an objective way, then we leave room for more energy to um, actively recognize the whole situation for for how it presents itself. And I know it's really difficult for p- caregivers of uh, loved ones with Alzheimer's because there's so many changes and losses. And... Um, we're losing that person that we knew. And one of the things that I that really resonates with me with the nurtured heart approach is um we're making a shift in perception. Mm. We need to let go of how we used to see things and change the way we see the scenario. And especially with Alzheimer's, the person who is changing, is to greet them every day as if you're just meeting them for the first time. Hmm. And be able to leave that space so we could recognize them in a different way for what is going right in the whole scenario. And I know that there's a lot of repetition and a lot of questions and there's a lot of um, um, changing character that could be really surprising for the caregiver. And it's Uh almost like a shock because you're not expecting that from that person. So it... It's about stepping into a new you and creating a new reality for both the caregiver and the loved one with Alzheimer's because they're, they have changed. They're on a journey of changing and you're on a ter- journey of changing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's not an easy journey. No, it doesn't sound oh. like an easy journey. I'm, I'm, what I'm, <clears throat> what I'm sitting here with while I listen to you is I'm question, I'm wondering, but how, how, so how do these caregivers, you know, I, I just envision myself walking into, you know, the morning to, to, to greet the person I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of, and they're now this whole seemingly whole new person. They have this another love, another level of change that they've gone through um, that I'm surprised by, that I'm taken aback by and don't know really what to do with that. And I'm, I'm, I find myself thinking, well, what, you know, how how do I use the three stands in that moment? What, what would I do? How would you coach me, Debbie, in that moment? What would you say to me? Uh, The first thing I, I would say is, um, to learn how to live in the moment and um, recognize what is going right in that moment Mm. and um, 
we always start with stand three, like I I said, and that stand tr- three really builds our foundation as a caregiver to make us strong. Mm-hmm. Right. And then each moment, take it and see what you're grateful for and recognize it. Yes. Okay. Because re- recognizing what you're grateful for lowers um, stress hormones and increases like endorphins and oxytocin, mm-hmm. which are calming hormones. Exactly, exactly. And So in to, that moment when you walk into that room um, and, and things look different than they did the day before, um, that's the moment where you were speaking to shifting your perception, shifting the right. way you look at things. And instead mm-hmm. of focusing on, oh, my gosh, this person has changed a, another level deeper into, you know, their new, this new way of being, and it's making me sad, it's making me mad, it's whatever the feelings are that you experience as that caregiver, instead of focusing on that, you're suggesting that you use the three stands by shifting your perspective of what you see and focus on what is going well focus on what you're grateful for in that moment, which could be many things, right? Even though this, there's this big, you know, so to say elephant in the room that this, this individual has, is continuing to go further into their dementia, their Alzheimer's, even though that's happening, there's always something that you can be grateful for. There's always something going well that you can focus on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We're really clearly said, Stephanie. And um when it comes to Alzheimer's, um they the loved ones still have a certain capacity and it's to also navigate that, you know, what they're they're losing some capacities maybe to remember, but there's still a lot of capacities that they still are able to do, um, like maybe set the table or, uh, you know, fold laundry or uh, do creative things. So it's about mm-hmm. uh, checking in and seeing what they're, uh, what they're still capable of doing and working with that. And um, I think the biggest thing is our shift in perception. And one of the things that I like about um, Stand One, it's not, you know, committing to not leaking negativity, is Mm -hmm. to, when you find yourself in that moment of intense energy, just hold on to it. It's it's not about uh, ignoring it or trying to uh, dismiss it. Uh, it's about taking that energy and transforming it and mm-hmm. and sitting with yourself and um, using it to bring you to the next moment of greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I what you said about holding on to it. That made sense to me because in a, in a situation such as caregiving, um, it's not the same thing as parenting little, you know, little people where – 
it's harder to to say to someone, oh, just hold on to that that intense energy. You know, don't yell at your kids. While we do want to still do that, it, it's harder for parents to understand how to do that. But in this scenario with caregiving, that makes so much sense to me. Like, just don't let that that intense negative energy out. Keep it in there so that you can transform that energy and then let it out. Once you've transformed that energy into something that is useful, something that is positive that can help to transform the scenario in front of you, right? As opposed to letting out the negative intense energy. If you right. let that out, that's not going to transform the scenario. Well, maybe it will, but in a real negative way, right? It's going to spiral mm-hmm. the person you're caregiving for, you know, it's going to spiral them into some, into, I don't know, maybe even fear depending on where, you know, where they are in their, the progression of the, of their disease, you know, if you as the caregiver are presenting intensity in a very negative way, I can imagine that that could be fearful for that person with the person with Alzheimer's. So holding on to that energy, like you said, and transforming it before you let it out, Mm -hmm. transform it into something that can transform that situation in a positive way is beautiful. I, I love that. Right. And uh, what happens is, like I said before, whatever resides within resonates out. And when you take care of stand um, three and you take care of your needs and you have less frustration, you're... uh, uh, more um you have more vitality cuz you're sleeping well um you have more patience and you have more energy to transform that negativity whereas yeah. if it, you're already exhausted it's harder to transform that negativity mhm so that's why it's really imp- it's really important to start with the stand uh 3 and build a base and understand that, your resources. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Uh, because if you're fearful, if you're anxious, if you're stressed, if the caregiver feels like that, well, that's what they're going to transfer on to the loved one. Exactly. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, do you teach um, your caregivers to do self appreciations, give them self recognition? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I could imagine how um, how vital that would be um, in those moments, those real tough moments, to give themselves that recognition for even though A, B, and C has happened, and you're not you're not feeling that great about the way something went. There's you know always room for recognizing what you did well as a caregiver because, gosh, there's so much pressure and stress on caregivers. Um, it all lands. Oh on, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, so we, definitely. And it's the 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 whole journey when you when you seek help and support because we have the three stands and we want to make sure caregivers want to make sure that they could implement them. And often it's um, imperative to reach out and find a place where you could practice all this 
in a neutral place where it's very encouraging. That's why the support groups that we run are very empowering. And it's not done overnight. It's baby steps. You know, one little step at a time. And the transformations that I see in um, in my caregivers are um, they're very touching. You know, I I love to witness it that they're they've come from a place of chaos to one that it's not perfect, but they're they're getting there. You know, they have the tools, and yeah. the three stands of the nurtured heart approach are tools. Oh, yeah. You know, that we could implement in our life. They're a, ph- a philosophy that we could uh, commit to. So uh, it, it's really empowering to watch the caregivers in in that type of scenario. And I even have loved ones that, um, you know, make sure that the caregiver comes to the groups because they know that when the caregiver comes to the group, it benefits them. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's a relief. It's a relief to... Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So um, some some of uh, the caregivers, when I implement and I show them how the active recognition goes and they use it, um, that's what they get back from their loved ones, uh, appreciation. Right. So, and Because whatever um, resides within resonates out, like you just said. So if you're, yeah. if you're giving recognition and appreciation as the caregiver, if you're giving those to the, the patient that you're, you're caregiving for, um, then that is going to start, that's going to, those positive thoughts, and feelings are going to begin to reside within the the patient, um, the person, mm-hmm. and so then they're going to begin giving that back because what, right. like you said, what resides within resonates mm-hmm. out. Right. I love that. It's beautiful. That's yeah. you know that's the portfolio yeah. that you're speaking to, um, and I, I just the, the NHA portfolio, the the piece of um, you know how you what you feel to be true about who you are on the inside. That is what we we put out into the world, and right. I really I really like the the spin you put on it, um, how you, how you phrased it. What resides within resonates out. It's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And so, I imagine how scary it, it must be um, to be a person with Alzheimer's um, or dementia, um, and how how frightening it must feel to be feeling that sense of losing losing yourself i mean i, I yes. honestly i can't really imagine what it would be like but um i do i do believe that there has to be some some level of fear and anxiety that they're experiencing so how great is it that we can teach our caregivers how to use the the three stands of nurtured heart approach with with the people they're giving care to Mhm. Yes. And what you want to do is um because the fear is very stressful. So yeah. in order to lessen that fear, the uh, loved one with Alzheimer's needs to feel safe. 
And active recognition, gratitude, those are all things that um, make you calm. Yeah. And when when the caregiver is calm, that's what's resonating out. And the uh, loved one with Alzheimer's will capture that energy yes. and feel calm also and feel safe because it is scary. Yeah. It is right. scary. So Absolutely. it's kind of like a, a a circle, you know, where the energy flows from one person to the other. Yeah. And uh, when the uh, loved one with Alzheimer's feels safe, it's so much easier to accommodate them. Right. So, right, because yeah. if you feel safe, you're not going to be fighting um, whatever the caregiver is trying to do to take care of them if you're feeling yes. safe. At least it would be less fighting, I would imagine. So it's more... Less it, it friction, would be, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Which just yeah. makes it easier and more comfortable for everyone involved. Right. And what a beautiful way, I mean, truly, what a great tool Richard Hart is to to be able to give as a gift to the caregiver and to the loved one with Alzheimer's uh, for the, you know, that time period of life is it's, it's nearing the end. It's, it's challenging. Uh, it's the ultimate in, in challenging phases of life. And this is a true gift that we can give to people to help them not have to go through it with, as much um, as as in as intense levels of difficulty and uh, pain and sadness, mm-hmm, you know, you can you can infuse that joy in those moments, even when they're really difficult at their most difficult times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and there will be difficult times. Because it, it's a challenging disease, and it's a lot of change. And in general, humans don't like change. Yes, this is true. This is true. Yeah. So when we prepare ourselves and and build our base and understand our needs and fulfill our needs, then we have more energy to recognize what's going well in this scenario and in the situation at hand. And it's also about just being curious and open-minded about, okay, what's the next moment going to present? And being okay with that, not knowing. But... right. Um, you know, building that foundation to stand on so you have more resilience and a a stronger inner core about self. And uh, so you can make those hard decisions when they come. Right. And knowing who who your support group is. And all those things allow you space for active recognition and more patience for uh, meeting those negative moments and transforming that into uh, rocket fuel to bring it to the next moment of greatness. Exactly. Yes, exactly. 
Um, I, I love how, how you focus on stand three and stand one to open up that ener- energetic field of positivity, you know, because mm-hmm. this, this, is a, this is a life situation where there's a ton of negativity if you allow it. it there's a lot of negativity, you know, like you said with <sighs> the self-care piece because so many caregivers aren't out there thinking about themselves. They're not. They're thinking no. about and putting the other person first, the loved one first, um, right. which is understandable. But it's just like when you have a new baby, as a parent of a new baby, if you aren't taking care of yourself, then when you get to those tumultuous times with the baby, when they hit those developmental stages of life that are real tricky, and you're not taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself, you cannot expect Mm -hmm. to be able to take care of your baby the way you would like to take care of your baby. And that's where all that Mm -hmm. negativity kind of comes in, right, Um, and guides the next moment and who I mean how successful can we be as humans if our next moments are guided by negativity so right I love your your description of how you teach the stands the three stands to your caregivers about starting with stand three and stand one so that you can open up that field for that field of energy for positivity I love that it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and and it makes so much sense um, mm-hmm. And I just feel so grateful for the people that you're working with um, and and teaching this to. I just feel grateful to you that you're you're doing this for people. And I I hope that many many people listen to this podcast who are working with this um, community of people. And I I hope that they can they listen and hear what you're saying and start start using the three stands if they aren't already or notch themselves up. Um, based on what you, mm-hmm. you shared today, because I think that what you shared was vital information and uh, just really, really informative and really helpful, eye-opening, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. I, love, I love what I do. I'm very passionate about it. and uh, That's very clear, uh, Debbie, very clear. <laughs> I love to help people transform, and it's all about transformation and transforming yes. our perception. Yeah, yes. and journey, yes. journeying with them to a better place. Oh, I like you that. Know, journeying with them to a better place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're and right. Pla- yeah, and planting the seeds of success. Yes, and you know? absolutely. So I was just going to ask you if you had <laughs> any last-minute words that you would like to share with our listeners or with the caregivers who are listening out there. Um and I, I mean, you kind of just did that. Like, that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, Get to know your resources. Who's out there that could help you? Whether it's family, friends, uh, community uh, uh, organizations. Get to know them prior. And um, yes. there's also a, um, an association in the states. It's uh, uh, Montessoris for Alzheimer's, and they have a lot of tools there. Brilliant, oh, great. brilliant tools. And great. Um, um, I also work as a, a family life coach. So um, my uh, email address is info at debbynewman.com. And uh, Debbie Newman is D E B B I E N E U, not a W. And M-A-N-N, so I have two N's. And I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. 
And uh, I'm also uh, on my path to being a certified uh, mentor for the uh, Children's Success Foundation. And yeah. in the new year, I'll be able to offer my services as a, a mentor uh, to certified trainers. So That's, I'm really excited about that. I know. I love, I'm excited, too, for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, yes. And, and and that's a support also, a, a very vital support, and it's about um, training your brain how to step into transforming negativity. And sometimes mm-hmm. we need to step away from our situation and practice it, because those uh, neurological pathways that fire together wire together. So it's about looking at different opportunities to help you do that transformation. And I think the uh, NHA mentoring program is fabulous. It's a really good resource. I agree with you, Debbie. Yes, yes. So if you are interested in the mentoring program, uh, just just a side note, you would definitely need to attend a certification training intensive so that you can be mentored by people like Debbie. Um, mm-hmm. And Debbie, I just I, I thank you so much for joining us today. It was such an honor to listen to your wisdom and your experiences that you you have had with um, caregiving, and I appreciate you being here. So thank you so much. Oh, the pleasure was totally mine. Oh, I, I love, love it. sharing. I love sharing my resources and my. Yes. Uh, the information that has come to me through me and a gift, hopefully, <clears throat> for everyone out there. Absolutely. Thank you, Debbie. And just a You're reminder welcome. for our listeners, go to our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com, for more information on trainings in your area and free resources. And a special thank you to my beautiful guest, Debbie, and to everyone listening. Mm. And don't forget to see the joy in your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks, Debbie.